behind the curtain series on the web.com podcast. We kicked things off last week with the champ. Caleb was in the building, but I got to say, if I had to wager a guess, I feel like today's behind the curtain might be the most anticipated episode of the entire series this year. And we're doing it second. So I'm pumped for this one. First of all, we just had a whole saga unfold earlier today. Aaron Rodgers appearing on a talk show podcast of his own. But this is the one that I've been waiting for today because I'm here with Dirty Dave from Dirty Dave and the boys. Howdy, folks. It's great to it's great to be here. Um, a lot of people are arguing, especially in the web community, that this is more uh, more sought after of a program today than the McAfee show. You've heard that too, haven't you? I've heard it a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I disagree. Just saying. People are talking. They're waiting for the Spotify notification and the Twitter Twitter handle to come up. 400,000 people tuned in to watch Rogers today. But if this thing was getting live streamed, I bet we'd be well over a million. Oh, people would be moving their dinner arrangements around this program. (laughs) That's the live show. Yeah. Well, Dave, obviously we have a lot to chat about today. I mean, I, I pumped it up at the top, but it is, it is a real thing. Everybody has been waiting to hear your thoughts. We have not heard from you publicly since the championship game two months ago. So this will be your opportunity to announce your feelings publicly two months later and then also talk about how you got there and what's coming next for Dirty Dave and the boys. That is the question. Yeah. Um, well, let's get right into it. I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was hard. It's, um, it's one thing to, I mean, obviously taking second is tough. You get there, you make your way through the playoffs the whole season. Um, you have a shot to win it all and coming up short is, is certainly devastating, but, um, it, it felt magnified for me. Because, yeah, I got an older roster. Um, I got past a juggernaut in the semifinal with that incredible, improbable comeback win over Tim. And then you find out that it's not going to be Dan in the championship. And you feel really, really good going into it. And and those, those two things really, really made it devastating to to come up short and yeah in in my first first championship appearance um man not knowing what the horizon looks like not knowing what's in store for me in the seasons to come um taking second is uh is a hard one to handle and that's probably why nobody heard much from me because i really didn't know what to say it's not like i was really pissed and wanted to get my anger out and 
tweet up a storm or get in the web chat. I just felt sad. <laughs> it was hard. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Web's competitive. Web's the ultimate league here. And it's, um, yeah, it's tough. And I, you know, I've, you know, I've been on the other side of it too. I know how difficult it is and you really don't know what to do with yourself when it ends. I'm curious, what did you do in the week or two weeks after? Was it you shut down the app? You try to forget about it? Were you thinking, you know, what if I had done this? What, you know, what was it for you after the, after it ended? I really did not pay attention to a lot that was going on. I didn't really pay attention to the NFL playoffs. I stopped. Yeah, I was disengaged from it. I didn't think about web until about two weeks ago, quite honestly. I really didn't think about, okay, what am I going to do? What moves do I got to make? I, I didn't start thinking about that stuff until about two weeks ago. Um, every time with my, with my season, with my team, I, the last playoff loss that we have, um, I usually don't watch that game, that last game that, that we lose to end the season for a couple of months. And that's kind of how I felt with this one too, is I don't want to think about this. I'm not gonna. So I didn't really pay attention to football and, um, I started working on stuff at my house. I built a whole closet in a week that I didn't really need to build. It wasn't a necessity, but uh, I started doing projects like that. Um, I spent four hours making a fish mouth joint, combining two wooden dowels together that was completely unnecessary with a handsaw and sandpaper, just focusing on doing that. So, uh, yeah, little things to take your mind off of it. I love it. It's legendary. That's legendary. So we're going to get into the specifics of the roster and everything, you know, that's going on right now. But outside of understanding what the end of WebEx was like for you, I think even more than that, people want to know what is next for the boys. There has been a lot of speculation around this, you know, we talked about it on the finale, you know, what are your options? Well, you're here and you've given you, you've had some time to reflect. So what is next for the boys? It's going to be, it's going to be tough to answer this because right now I don't exactly know in March, like I don't exactly know what, what the roster is going to look like at the beginning of next season. I don't exactly know how this draft is going to come up. We'll talk about the trade that I just recently made in a minute, of course, I would assume. But um, I don't exactly know what I'm going to do, but I know that I have to do something. Um, so with saying that, I can, I can tell you all that I'm not going to stay completely put with the roster that I have right now but I'm not going to uh, sell it all for um, to get young. I'm not going to do a whole overhaul either. So um, yeah, I got to do something. I can't just stay put. Um, I still want to compete next year, 
Um, that's for sure. Um, I still feel that I've got I've got the roster, and I still think that the old guys still got stuff left in the tank. So um, I can I can say that much that uh, I want to compete next year. And I think that alone answers some questions. People wondering, you know, is the trendy web blow up in the in the on the horizon for the boys? Well, it doesn't seem like it is, at least not right now. And in fact, like you just mentioned, you did just make a move. You mm-hmm. the web had been quiet for two months, and you were the one that broke the silence. And it was a, an interesting move that was debated in the web circles so let's hear about it it was a 25 first yours mm-hmm. and you moved into this draft at 111 and 208 so what was how did that deal begin first of all and what was the goal yeah um <laughs> well there wasn't really a goal in the first place because how it started was I, I sent riley a message saying what do you want for alvin kamara as I did to about six other web owners. So um, that's how it started. And uh, Riley was the only one to continue talking to me after that. So uh, I'm uh, I'm lifting weights at the Keel weight room. And I in between sets, I have like five messages from Riley. So <laughs> we just got to talking. And uh, we originally, I'm like, no, I'm not giving you my 25 first, regardless of what it is. Like, I'm, I'm keeping that, right? Um but the more I thought about it, I want to, I want to get younger. I need to. Right. So my whole thoughts on it is, well, why, why wait two years to get younger? Um, even though, yeah, it's, it very well could be a mid first to a upper to a high first. Absolutely. That's definitely possible, but that's two years away. So if I'm going to get younger, I know I have to do that. Let's start that now. Let's get into this draft and start the process a little bit sooner rather than later. So I thought it was good value. And um, there was like 15 different trade offers that went back and forth in a in a four hour period. And uh, I I think he's happy with it, too. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. It's the classic Riley negotiation. <laughs> Love that. Uh, is there a player? Yeah. Is there a player at 11 that that made you say, yeah, let's do this? There is a collective group of players. There isn't a select one. Um, I I like that area. Um, obviously, it's early in the process, and there's no landing spots yet. But I do like a collective group of um, either receivers or running backs that fall. Um, maybe there's a tight end that I fall in love with. Maybe there's an IDP that I fall in love with at that spot too. I think there's a lot that can, that there's a lot of flexibility with the late first, especially in a class like this, where it's a top end, top end, uh, top three or four are incredible guys. The mid first right now doesn't look that great. So, um, it feels like you feel pretty good value wise at the, at the end of the first. So getting a second, uh, getting a second was nice for me too. Cause other than that, I've got a late third and two fourths this year. So 
Yeah. And I think that was that that was the conversation I think some people had was just, you know, is this a is this a player move? Is this a value move? But I mean, the value does really line up and it makes a lot of sense to try to get younger quicker with this team, especially if you're looking to compete uh, this year and potentially even beyond. I mean, a lot of that, though, a lot of the conversation around this team during this amazing run and the future of this team centers around the three-headed monster because that's what this team was made out of. That's what made it a perennial championship contender. Maybe we didn't always get to see it in action, but when we did, it was scary stuff. So we, and again, there's some changes happening with this nucleus that you have here. So let's just go through them. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara. What are your thoughts with him? You just mentioned you were shopping him. Mm-hmm. Are you going to continue to do that? Are you waiting until this legal situation plays out? What are, where are you at with him? Yeah, um, definitely shopping him, of course, but I'm not gonna take, take whatever I can get approach. Um, I'll do it if the move is right. Um, cause there is a lot of uncertainty. Um, and he is, he is still, um, I wouldn't say it's like, a, um, like, a, like, a, I don't know, like a Zeke Elliott situation where it was pretty late when that move happened. Um, I still think there's a lot in the tank with him. He hasn't had major injuries. Um, he's, he's not, not too old yet. So I still think that there's a lot of value there. So I'm going to take, take something when, when it happens, if if a contending team wants wants to go with him, but um, yeah, it's tough. Uh, they just signed uh, Jamal Williams. Did you see that? I did. The Saints just signed Jamal I Williams, did. so that doesn't look look great. Obviously, if Alvin Kamara turns into a DeAndre Swift situation in the Saints offense, yeah, you, you don't really uh, you don't really like that going into going into next year. Um, his usage was really weird this past season. Um, he was featured in the red zone, but there was he only had four touchdowns this year. Like it was really strange how the Saints used him. He was featured like within um, ten to twenty yards, but goal line it was wasn't really there compared to years past. So that was interesting. It's concerning going forward. Um, Austin Eckler, what's going to happen with him? What's going to uh, happen with him? Does he, yeah, it, apparently they couldn't work, get the contract worked or extension worked out. Really? They've got a new offensive coordinator in town. Um, if he stays, are, are they going to use him like they used him in the past? I don't know if you can say that. Um, I feel a lot better about him though, because if he goes, if he gets traded, it's going to be a team that really likes him. Um, he is an, he is the ultimate versatile, versatile back where he's big enough. He's strong enough. He's great in between the tackles, short area, quickness breaks tackles, and he's great in space, obviously too, um, in the receiving game. So, um, I still feel good about him regardless of where he might land. And even if he would stay, um, with the chargers, but probably better if he would go somewhere else, um, with the change in, um coordinators there 
I love McCaffrey's situation. I didn't at first, but I love it because that run game in San Francisco is incredible. You've got a fantastic offensive line and a tight end that is a sixth offensive lineman, George Kittle, that can move. And Kyle Juszczyk's one of the best fullbacks in football. The holes are bigger. He's not getting pounded into the ground. So being there is going to extend his career, and I I, uh, I like him going forward for the next years to come too. It's funny how going into next season it feels like – McCaffrey is the safest of the group because there were so many question marks for a long time, whether they were warranted or not around McCaffrey, but he proved last year that he's still an MVP contender. So you can't sleep on him. How about another player of yours that was recently involved in an NFL roster move? That is Darren Waller. You mentioned maybe picking up a tight end at 11. There might be some good ones there, but your tight end who has last year kind of shaky, but new situation for Waller. What do you think about it? Um, I, I don't mind it. I mean, it, it depends what else the giants are going to do. You think they could bring in another receiver, of course, or do some more to, to get some playmakers there. Um, Daniel Jones, like what's, how much is he going to feed a tight end is a question mark too. Um, but I like, I like him being with the giants more so than if he would have stayed, stayed with the Raiders with Derek Carr gone. Garoppolo though. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of quarterback, you made a move last year. You picked up Kirk cousins and if it ended up being a pretty damn good move for the boys. Say that for everybody in the back, please. Kirk Cousins, leader of men, leader of the boys, brought you to the web championship game. Maybe a little inconsistent, but overall, you needed it, and he did it. So are you confident? There's a little bit of some uncertainty in Minnesota, but obviously still have Justin Jefferson in place there. Are you confident in Kirk Cousins to be the quarterback? Are these quarterback issues that have plagued you for years, are you is that done for you right now? I'd love to think so. <laughs> I yeah, I'm confident in him going forward. Um Adam Thielen's gone, but you, you gotta think that Minnesota's gonna bring in another receiver. Um with Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson, I uh, yeah, I like him going forward. I think he can be a quarterback one. He's He should be in the top 12 for the next couple of years to come. Um, with my philosophy, obviously, I don't um, value the quarterbacks as high as some others. So with, with my philosophy, I'll spend most of my capital and most of my uh, – most of my assets on receivers and running backs and, and sprinkling a couple IDPs and think about quarterback later. So, um, yeah, I, I like him going forward. I have a second round pick now. That's kind of fun. So if one of those, uh, one of those cute quarterbacks is around there, maybe I, uh, maybe I stash one of those with that pick. We'll see. But in terms of next two years, we're going to ride Cousins. I was going to say, don't mock Dave a quarterback at 11. 
<laughs> yeah, but don't. Not happening. <laughs> 208, that's interesting because, yeah. we, you know, it, quarterback and web in the draft has been kind of weird lately. You don't really mm-hmm. know what to expect. And in a class like this where there's, you know, at least two, three, maybe four really good ones, maybe that opens the door a little bit more this year for some teams to add that in the in the second. Certainly. There's another area of this roster that I specifically want to talk about because it's had a bit of an interesting journey with, and that is of course your defense mm-hmm. because you became miraculously the defensive king of web. And then there was some regression there last year. You were able to get it back on the tracks a little bit and hopefully something to build off of with some pieces there. But how do you feel? first of all, about the defense heading into 2023? And are you planning on adding to the defense? Yeah. Uh, um, crazy, crazy roller coaster with my defense, of course. I've always been horrible with it. I never paid any attention to it before until like 2019. And then I all of a sudden became one of the best defenses ever and then became one of the worst ones again. So I, I've gone back and forth on this a lot. Like, am I just going to get pick up guys off waivers? Am I going to spend first-round picks on, on the premium ones? Am I going to draft them? So I made a lot of moves defensively last year, bringing in Derwin James and Patrick Queen in the offseason last year for a future first, um, trading with Dan midseason to bring in Aaron Donald, Michael Walker, um, you know, that – for Tyler Lockett. And that turned out to bite me in the end. Um, not having Lockett in the playoffs when Cooper cup got injured. And, but anyways, I think that that needs a little bit of work too going into next year. There's some aging guys on that defense. Um, I still think there's some star power. I think I have the best DB group for whatever that's worth um in web so i think the core is there but top to bottom depth wise it's we could use a piece or two jordan poyer coming back to buffalo too Uh so that there you go that star db group staying consistent bond bell on the move but Yeah. yeah i think it's tough because do you you spend two firsts on a Roquan Smith, a Devin White, or do you draft one of those top end IDPs in the late first, early second? You know, there's some great value if they pan out. Micah Parsons at 12, right? Um, like you can do that and really reap the rewards if if they pan out. And you could argue that it's more safe to take a D line one or the best linebacker in a class in the late first than it is to take the fifth best receiver or the fourth best running back. So do you do that or do you try and trade for them when they are established? It's a tough, it's a tough one that I go back and forth on. It's Um, a tough one, but it's one you're going to have to think about because 11 that's an interesting yeah. spot. 
especially with a player like Will Anderson in this class, potentially being in that range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, him, one of the one of the top edge rushers. However, they, that shakes out with uh, with the draft coming up. So, yeah, it's it's a tough thing with our scoring and web. Those premium defensive players are gold. So you can fit things around them. You can pick up Drew Tranquil off waivers, and he scores more points than Devin White this year. So it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And it's one that a lot of teams are still trying to answer. And I think you have a lot of different philosophies on it. Some teams proved last year they're willing to shell out premium capital to get some of these players and others have chosen different ways to to find production, whether that be on the wire or with some smaller moves. I mean, the, the champ himself talked about last week, Frankie Louvu. That's yeah. a player that finishes as an LB one. And you know, it's, it's a cheap cost versus a player like Devin white who went for a first plus last year. So interesting yeah. conversations about defense. You got to love it. I want to hear your thoughts on 2023, not only the boys, obviously you've said you're trying to compete and we'll, I'll, you know, ask you what you think specifically the boys will finish at next year, but the league's undergoing some significant changes and specifically the pack five has become sort of a different beast. And you've been running the show for a little while here, you know, obviously the insulin pens, took home the conference crown this year, but where do you think the pack five is in 2023? Do you think it's more of the same with the pens and you and the keel pros, or do you see a little bit of a shakeup coming? I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be more of the same for 2023 in terms of those top three teams again at the top but i think the waters are going to be a little bit more muddy i think that there will be um more more eight and six and seven and seven teams versus 12 and two 11 and three um there's going to be much more parity league-wide we know that's coming so i think it's in the pack five especially it's going to be just more of a slugfest um I, I, Tim's still going to be really good. Caleb's a defending champ with with a great team coming back. Um, we'll see what happens with me, but again, I I think I'm going to be up there. Um, and the, the other Josh Riley and Brock are getting better, so it's <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Well, that being said, where are you going to finish next year? What do you think? Next year looks like for Dirty Dave and the boys. I I want to be in the top four. I want to be in the top four playoff team for sure. That's the goal. That's that's what I want to do. Um, it's a tough task saying that while I also said before that I'm trying to get younger. So I got my work cut out for me. I got a lot of things to to think about. I got a lot of things to do. I got to make some smart moves. Um, but uh, I mean, it's proven that it can be done. 
it's proven that you can still su sustain some success. Um, do I feel that I'm going to be a, a double-digit win team again for four years in a row? That's 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 going to be tough to do, of course. But um, eight and six, nine and five. If you want me to put a record on it, that that I feel is definitely attainable. Crazy. This it's I'm so interested to see how it shakes out because honestly, I mean, man, just to say like. I feel like I was in your position a year ago. Want to get younger, but God damn it, I'm going to compete, man. <laughs> it just has a way of catching up. But if anybody's going to find a way, it'll be you, especially on the strength of the roster, which I know there's a lot of conversation, but look at this thing on paper. You still got pieces in place. I don't, if you know, when we, go through this whole process and obviously you're adding a couple draft picks to it as well. It's going to be hard to, to pick against the boys this year, especially, you know, if this Kamara stuff gets ironed out and we, you know, Eckler's in a good spot, all of that. I think, I don't think it's over yet. I don't think it's over yet. I'll just put it like that. Mm -hmm. So that leaves one order of business. I am turning the microphone over to you, Dave. And you can say whatever you'd like to me, the league, and the world. I mean, what we've got here is special. You guys are incredible. Um, the activity, the competitiveness, and the minds that we have in this league are unmatched it's unquestioned i'll leave it at that we all know what we have here and it's incredible um but what i want, want to most talk about is um trying to inspire the people in this league and everybody that plays fantasy football in this business in this industry with what's going on you're on twitter you're listening to amazing podcasts. You are getting all these other information. You're getting information from all these outside sources to form your own opinions. And I think that in, in it, some people make decisions that they don't like later on. Sometimes they um, do things based on what they see somewhere else or this this guy's rankings or what this person thinks of a prospect or oh this is good value for this trade and they don't go with how they feel they don't go with their gut instincts they don't go off of their opinions they go off of other people opinions so when you're making moves no matter what somebody thinks about it make the move if you like it if you think that that prospect that might be have a second round grade on him and you're sitting at seven and you want to take that player, take the damn player. Go get your guys. Make the moves that you want to make. Build your team how you want to build your team. Do things your way. Don't matter what other people say. There's too many critics out there in this world. They're gonna they're gonna say that you are making a dumb decision. They're gonna they're going to argue with you. They're going to say whatever they want to say behind their computer screen. Do what you want to do. Make your team the way that you want to make it. There's a lot of ways that you can skin a cat. Do it how you want to do it. 
You hear that, Pod Squad? Dave doesn't give a fuck. I love it, man. I love Stick it. Your guns. I love Stick it. Your guns. Yeah. It's I mean, that's a real thing. I'm glad you mm-hmm. said that. I can always count on you with the microphone yeah. in your hand because we we're constantly getting bombarded with content and opinions mm-hmm. and do this and why would you do that? I love that. Just own your decisions, make the right decisions for you and your team mm-hmm. and trust yourself to build it. Uh, we've seen teams do it in the past, man. Absolutely. Works out. It makes it that much more rewarding when it happens. There's nothing better than reaching on, reaching for a, so to speak, reaching for a player, and it pans out. So that's not to say that there's not great content out there. Um, one of the best podcasts that I've ever listened to is Camp Dynasty. You can <laughs> follow them on Twitter. Uh, they're on TikTok. And anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, um, amazing content that can help you with uh, with all things, all things Dynasty and prospects. Check them out. <laughs> I've never heard of them, but if you say so, I, if you say so, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, great stuff. Well, Dave, it has been a pleasure as always, and I it was great to unpack your brain and understand where we're headed with dirty Dave and the boys. But I think a lot of pack five teams just maybe got a little bit of a shiver down their spine, knowing that you're not quite dead just yet. So appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you guys for all you do. We will be back next week. With another Pack 5 team, we're switching the order just a little bit. It will be Timothy Bertram of Andy Reid's Insulin Pen on the program. So look forward to that. And as always, let's make it a great week.